listening to the Forza Podcast with your host, Marsh. All right, all right, all right. Welcome on into the Forza Podcast. It is your boy, Marsh. As always, I am joined by my co-host and wonderful producer, Jordan Nelson. Jordan, how are you? Dude, I'm good. I'm uh, well rested from the vacation and uh, not very happy to be back, but you know, I'm happy to record, so... Yes, yes. You spent the weekend on in the happiest place on earth. You were zippity doo don and and having a wonderful day out there in California, weren't you? Dude, I miss it already, man. Aw, that's good. Yeah. So where? So tell us where you went. So I, uh, it was kind of a work trip for the family business, you know. But we turned it into like three days at Disney, and then we drove down to San Diego to do some work and then relax in the the warm weather but dude it was like 40 degrees hotter in california than it was here in salt lake um just while i was gone so it was nice to wear shorts and be on the beach you know it's good stuff man i i you should you know what you should have done you should have somehow said hi to our best friend brad kaya (laughs) i you know i thought about hitting him up and then i was like nah Nah, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny. I mean, I was very, very jealous of you throughout the week because it's so cold and I it's just one of those weeks that just drags the hell on and it's just and I kept nothing sounds better than like California right now. Yeah. It was good, dude. It it really was. I I didn't follow my diet, so that was nice to Bro, I mean, I felt like crap every night. The whole thing just... with the ice cream that you posted, holy God. Like, I would have paid, like, $100 for that. That looked so effing good. The, the churro funnel cake? Is that what you're yeah. talking about? Did that... So, I made, like, a list of all the, the best-looking stuff that's horrible for you before I went to Disneyland. And that was the one thing that exceeded my expectations. Like, it was so good. It was way better than I thought it would be. And it like It looked like you took a picture that belonged on Pinterest. <laughs> yeah. Well, I thought it was going to be good, and it was just really good, you know? Yeah. Yeah, you know what? I um, a lot, it, it, This surprises a lot of people because I'm just such a grouchy person, but um, and I hate people, and I hate everyone, but... Disney is one of those places that I will go for all, my whole life. I love Disney. Like, I, I, I don't like. I don't know. I, I just love it. Like, yeah. whether it's Disney World in Orlando or Disneyland in California, like that's that's my place, man. I love the zippity doo dah, and I'm just it just makes me happy. And so, if you don't like Disney, then you're uh, you're maybe you're not a supporter of the podcast. I don't know. Dude, I'm with you. I've been. I mean, when I was younger, uh, my dad's business was doing pretty well, so we'd go like every year, you know, and then uh, it hasn't been the same later on in life, but I still go all the time when I can, you know, it's 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 fun. I I love it, dude. I, I love, like you said, Disney World or Disneyland. It just feels like home, you know? Yeah, yeah, and it's just, it's just good, man, and, but yeah, it was a... Uh one of the few things in life that's still pure you know it's It's so pure like it's so pure like like 
I yeah, like just sitting on those rides and seeing those dumb little creatures and critters. <laughs> like, I and it makes me so happy. Like, yeah. I'm you know what? If you don't like it, then screw you. Like, go <laughs> somewhere else. Like, I'm I'm a huge, uh, huge Disney fan. Yeah. But um, so what yeah, it was, a, it was a good week, and uh, and uh, we're back we're back to business tomorrow. It's it's here. At least spring is here. I know we still have about 190 days until the regular season starts, but at least spring football's here. Yeah, dude, I'm I'm so pumped for spring football. And just you know, for the um, just for the news cycle and stuff to to get little snippets here and there, see little videos, and and also today I booked my flights out for the spring game. Um, there you go. Yeah, I'll be in you know the Miami Fort Lauderdale area from the 10th of April to the 13th. So um, you know anyone that wants to hang out or get some good Cuban or Haitian food or or whatever you know um just hit me up on twitter i guess i'm it'd be fun to meet people and you know we'll we're gonna try to do that live broadcast and then uh you know tailgating and just chilling at the game should be a good time man yeah i will also be there and uh you and i will be bunking together um (laughs) (laughs) it's gonna be it's gonna be a good time i'll i will be down in the homeland, it's always fun to come back home and see everyone and be back in Florida. So, yeah, Jordan and I will both be down in Florida. And if you guys have any thoughts on if we should do a live show or not, that's something that we've have, we've flirted around with. And, um, you know, whether it's at the tailgate or after the tailgate or even like the day before the game, um, just hit us up with any ideas that you have. Um because it could be, it could really be a fun weekend, man. It could really be a good time. Yeah, I was, I was thinking, and and you know, we can obviously let it play out. But here's the idea: I'll submit to the listeners is, is that we do it after the game, um, whether it's the day after or you know later that night, um, just so we can kind of recap it for people that weren't there, you know, so we can say here's what I saw and that kind of that kind of stuff. Yeah. But, you know, it might be pretty hype, so who knows? So, sorry, I was eating candy. Sorry, go ahead, though. Uh, no, I mean, that's, you're fine. I was just saying. So, uh, you know, who knows Who knows what the scene will be like after the game, so. Um, yeah, could you imagine if, like, there's just, like, a horrible injury or, like, we just look like complete crap? <laughs> well, I suck glad that brevin jordan's not playing honestly i hope he doesn't touch the field until uh until our first game you know what that i mean because like same with like dierra king man like i yeah. like, just don't please just don't get hurt because i am because i'm a yankee fan and i'm dealing right now with john carlos stanton out and like Luis Severino out. Like I have enough injuries in my sports yeah. life right now, so like no, everyone just, everyone just freaking be safe, please, <laughs> please yeah. be safe. Like, yeah. ugh, that is like that is just the last thing that we need. What kind of candy you got today? The the people need to know. I'm eating Twin Snakes by Haribo. Okay. Um, always like it's a staple of the show i want haribo 
to sponsor this show so bad. I don't care what I have to do. Like, I just want, I just, like, my dream is just them sponsoring the show, even if it's just a little bit, and then delivering candy to my house. <laughs> Dude, I was thinking that same thing about Mountain Dew, and I actually, I got a, a cold can of Mountain Dew Zero right here next to me, so, you know, it's, I actually need to pop that open and uh, start drinking that, you know? So I, I never got into the Mountain Dew, but you do love it, and so... Um, uh, there it is. There it is. There it um, is. Yeah, I, I just want, I just want some candy company to sponsor the show. That's all I've, like, that's all I want. Like, I'm such a child, but like, or like an ice cream company, I would be so <laughs> effing happy. But it's whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Okay, so here's and um. Had some canes at the NFL Combine last week, or this past week. I don't – I didn't really watch it. Um, I, I just – I can't – I just think that's just so boring. Um, just to watch NFL Network all day long and just listen to Rich Eisen. I love Rich Eisen, but after nine hours, like, it gets a little repetitive. But yeah. um, I think we had eight canes there, seven of them participating. Michael Pickney sat out because of – um, an injury, but I, I don't know. You probably know more than me. What'd you hear from the combine? I really didn't watch a ton. Um, the biggest takeaways that, that I kind of got was that Jeff Thomas was pretty disappointing. Uh-huh. I know his 40 time was a lot slower than people were expecting. Um, like not even in the fast group of wide receivers, let alone elite speed. Um, KJ Osborne did really well. I'm I'm hoping that he can be a mid round draft pick because I just love KJ. Um, and then DJ Dallas, he was getting a ton of praise from all the, you know, the commentating crew and and everyone. So, you know, they said he was the best pra- pass protection back in the draft. He looked good in pass catching skill, uh, you know, drills and and. Uh, his 40 wasn't bad. It was, what was it, like a 4-5, I think? So that's not too bad, especially because yeah, he's yeah, a, I mean, a big back anyways, you know? Yeah, I mean, DJ is just an every-down back. He can contribute in so many ways, and yeah, I, yeah I'm, I mean, he's one of those – I love DJ. Everyone loves DJ. Um, and so let's, let's hope that he does gr- – that he gets, you know like, – because there's a few – Canes that I don't think are going to be drafted. So let's hope that I, I, I know that DJ is going to get drafted, um, but let's hope that uh, this past week improved his stock. Um, always, I've, I'm a huge K. Osborne guy. It's great to see him do well. Um, I think he, I mean, you and I were talking about before, before the show, and I think he can contribute in the NFL. And then it sucks about Jeff Thomas, man. Like it just, seems that he's just gotten he's gotten screwed man or like he's just kind kind of gotten the short end of the deal a lot of the time you know yeah i mean it's hard to it's hard to say what's going on you know with with how slow his times were like i know a lot of people were quick to say that you know he must not be working out or training and i have no idea um i mean that's kind of what i was thinking too but you know i don't want to say that like i i know for a fact um, 
But you know, he just I don't know, do you do you remember when uh, him and Mike Harley came in in the same class? And we were just talking about how we got like the speediest, most talented receivers in Florida and everyone was so hyped on them and um I mean Harley took forever to develop. He was didn't do anything until last season and everyone was like, you know, saying how Harley was going to be the contributor right as a true freshman and ended up being Thomas and then Thomas is just it was just weird, dude. I mean, for such highly rated recruits and how hype that that receivers class was, they've just both had weird careers. Yeah, he Jeff Thomas more than anyone had just a weird career, bro. Like when he was on like those first few games of 2018, that dude was insane. Like electric. Yeah, like he was leading the country in yards per catch and I loved watching Jeff Thomas play football and cuz every time he touched the ball like he had a chance to just do something incredibly special and it really is just a shame that yeah yeah he, uh, he had all those other things going on and like a lot of people just remember him unfortunately for his muffed punt against UF and and you know a lot of people don't even remember everything he did so good for the Canes they just remember I mean, just other, you know, the other stuff. Yeah, I remember uh, texting my buddies after he returned that punt for a touchdown against Virginia Tech. It was like four days before he got kicked off the team. But mm-hmm. I texted my buddies, and I'm like, I was like, dude, we found the next Devin Hester. <laughs> you know, I was all hyped about it. And then he gets kicked off the team like four days later. Yeah, yeah. I mean,. Uh, <laughs> Everyone calls me crazy, but, like, that dude could have been, like, the I, – I really believe he could have been, like, the next – like, at least, like, um, a lesser version of Devin Hester just because, like, dude, I swear every time he touched the football, like, something – like, he's one of those players like Devin Hester. Like, every time he touches the football, like, I, I thought he was going. I thought he was going all the way. Like, oh, he, he was just – he's just that – crazy with the football and I, I hope he goes to a team like the Chiefs or, or the Rams a team that really utilizes his speed and playmaking ability I hope he gets drafted um and the Chiefs would be a good fit that's a that's a good call and I mean that's kind of how they've built their team is is dudes that just speed above all else whether you know character concerns or technical ability concerns um yeah. so I mean He'd definitely fit into that Chiefs mold, you know. Just get him with our boy Andy Reid. Yeah, it's like, it's like how everyone knew that Braxton Berrios was going to the Patriots <laughs> before the draft. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was we. Everyone knew that from the time Braxton was like a freshman. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, this kid's uh this kid's a Patriot, and uh, yeah. Dude, that, that didn't work out with the Patriots, but yeah. Uh, you know those memes with uh, Bill Belichick looking through the binoculars and then yeah. pulling my face? Yeah, dude. I I had plenty of fun with those things in Braxton, during Braxton Berrios' career here. You know, every time he'd have a big game, I'd, uh, you know, shoot the picture around and be like, well, we know where he's going. <laughs> yeah, he's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> he's awesome. Yeah, okay, well, so, la- sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was just screaming with you. Okay. Um, well, so last time we previewed the defense uh, going into spring football, uh, Mike McCoy was with us. He did a great job at, at previewing that. We got to get Mike on again. 
Um, but today we are going to be previewing the offense for the Canes. Um, I mean, it, our offense can't really get any worse than it was last year. I mean, I know that's what we said last spring compared to, you know, we can't get any worse than our 2018 offense. And then our 2019 offense was indeed worse somehow, some way. But um, I really don't think we can get any worse than we were last year, especially yeah. with our savior, Rhett Lashley. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm just very, very excited to see this offense go to work and excited to see the formations and, um, movement on the line and movement on the field and uh, pre-snap motion and just all this kind of crap that, um, you know, Rhett Lashley is bringing to Miami. And so I'm excited, man. I'm like, I've, I've never been this excited for a Hurricanes offense. Yeah, me too. I mean, I mean, I don't know if I can say that just because I've been, I mean, I, as much as I give uh, the typical Miami fans crap for being the way they are, I'm totally one of them, you know, where I, just, I get so hyped before every year. So, um, so yeah, I, I'm pumped too, though. I, I mean, Rhett Lashley is proven. The Eric King is proven. Um, you know, it's, I'm hopeful. I'm hyped and I'm hopeful. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so well, let's start with the quarterback position. I mean, I, I, I'm like it's it's a pretty it's a foregone conclusion I think that Dr. King is going to be the starting quarterback for the Miami Hurricanes. Um, I I don't think anyone is disagreeing with that. He's he was the best player in the transfer portal. Um, one of the most electric quarterbacks in college football the last couple of years. Um, you know he had the season where he threw for 36 touchdowns, rushed for 14, 50 total touchdowns. Like Lincoln Riley said, there's not five better college quarterbacks in the country. And so, I, I mean, we're expecting a lot from D.R. King, um, like for him to come in and truly prove that he is far, like far and away the, the best quarterback um, on the Hurricanes. And, and I love Tate Martell. I love Nikozi Perry, but, um, and I think Tyler Van Dyke could, is going to do a lot of things in the in the next few years but i think right now it's derek's team yeah absolutely i mean i'm with you there's there's no competition for a qb this year at least unless something horrible happens and i'm not talking about injury but i just mean with you know i mean king would have to to have some kind of serious like uh i don't know you know breakdown whether it's mental or whatever to not be the starter i just i think it's a foregone conclusion yeah and, and i'm just really excited to see him just highlights of him this spring whether it's throwing or running and a lot of people get mad they're like oh like there's way too many highlights of him running the football like bro like as long as he's getting yards uh -huh. like, that's all i care about like as long as he's scoring touchdowns that's the only thing i care about like i don't care if he throws for under a thousand yards and rushes for like 15 yards. Like as long as he's getting in the end zone, that's the only thing I care about. And I think we're actually going to see, cause we asked, uh, I think it was Roman. We asked Roman Kane like a few weeks ago, like, do you think we'll see more air raid or, uh, power spread concepts? And I, I think he alluded to the fact that we're going to see a little bit more of the, the power spread look and, um, you know, maybe how Auburn was with Nick Marshall. And if if we can do that with De'Ara King, I think we could have an incredibly uh, talented team. I mean, he, I mean, Rose said that he's like a cheetah. 
Like him running the football is incredible. Like it's, 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 I've never seen, um, you know, besides like Michael Vick and Vince Young and Lamar Jackson, like there have been very, very few uh, quarterbacks at the college level who can run like I've seen Derek run. Yeah. And I'm with you. It, it doesn't matter how he, how he scores or gets yards, you know, like, Analytically speaking, a good offense is one that can get first downs, and I don't care how that happens. I don't care if it's a full a fullback dive every play. Like just you just have to get a first down, you know, and consistently get first downs throughout the game. Derek King is throwing out more weapons to do that than any other player we've had in a while. So doesn't matter to me if he's running. Um, that's actually why Rhett Lashley was my number one choice. Was because of the uh, power spread. I mean, we have so many good backs. We always have good backs. Um, I guess we're thinner this year than than usual just because of um, DJ Dallas declaring and, and uh, Lorenzo Lingard transferring. But we always have, you know, a deep stable of running backs and tons of talent coming in. So the power spread is is what I hope we, we stay with. I mean, you know, the the... South Florida area is so rich with speed and talent. Um, like, why not just lean into that? You know, it's we we haven't had a, a really really good like game breaking quarterback in a, in a long time, and uh, you know our record speaks for that. We don't we don't have guys that are competing for the Davy O'Brien Award or the the Heisman Trophy. It just hasn't happened in twenty years. Yeah. And, and I think that Derek is yeah, – I, I think <clears throat> I think Derek is the biggest threat at the quarterback position that Miami has ever had just because he's the full package. And so mm-hmm. obviously a lot of uh, a lot of high expectations for him going into this year. But I think that he – everything that I've seen of him, I, I absolutely love. Um, he, he was just attending the funeral for, of his father along with Rhett Lashley. So again – we're thinking about you, Derek, and uh, you and your family. Uh, and he's our guy, man. Like, and and I think that we could possible possibly see Tate Martell get involved, like a Taysom Hill kind of a thing. Um, I, I I would like to see that just because he's a he's a playmaker and anything like that. If any, God forbid, anything happens to uh, Derek King, I I would honestly be a lot more comfortable this year with a guy like Nicosi and Tate backing him up. So um, I, I think the quarterback room is is talented, and I, I think they're going to push each other a lot. And so, um, but yeah, then again, like I, I, Derek is the is the starter, and uh, just can't wait for him to to take the field. And so next up, we got the running back position, and obviously there's a lot of change up in the room. No DJ Dallas. No Lorenzo Lingard. Cam Harris is the guy coming in that is expected to be the starter and carry the load. Um, he he kind of is stepping up on, at least on social media, as the, as the leader of the team, uh, the, you know, the kind of the spokesperson of the team. I'm a huge Cam Harris fan. I, I really, really like Cam Harris, and um, I think he's a tough runner. And if he just adds some a little bit more speed to his game – I think like we could be looking at a huge year for Cam Harris. What do you think? I love him too, man. I've, I've always been partial to him. Ever since he was a freshman, he really impressed me with his grit and you know his running ability. Um, I mean, 
at any point in their careers, if I had to pick between Harris or Lingard being on the team, I would have picked Harris. Is you know from the first time I watched him play in college ball. So I mean I, I'm happy to have him. I think he's great. Um, he should be in for a huge year. I'm worried about depth at the position. Yeah. Just because we're really young. Um, I mean, Robert Burns has always had uh, injury concerns, even though he looked pretty good last year, honestly. Um, you know, Don Chaney's out for the spring. Uh, but we, we both love, uh, oh, what's his name? The Rooster, Jalen Knighton. We both love Knighton. So happy birthday to him, by the way. Yeah, happy birthday. I didn't know it was his birthday, but happy birthday, Jalen. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, and yeah, I, I, I'm a huge Cam guy. Uh, last year he had 576 yards on the ground, five touchdowns, and, and that was even like 250-yard-plus runs taken away from penalties against Florida and North Carolina. And so Cam was really, really effective last year, um, you know, effective out of the – the receiving game as well and so I, I think he's going to start and and be really good uh Don Chaney is out for the spring uh Robert Burns is there I'm I'm I'm, I'm very much looking forward to to Robert Burns my my our guy Mike McCoy is a huge Robert Burns fan um and we saw that when he got on the field last year he was able to make plays um against FIU and Duke and so I he's always had injury problems though I'm kind of anxious to see how that works out but yeah i am a huge jalen Knighton fan i wrote an article last week on the state of the u how he i think he could be um a breakout player on the offense i love what he does at the running back position he is lightning quick and he's just really shifty and has great vision for a running back and i think he's going to do really really well in red lashes offense and um i think that he's going to surprise a lot of people and I think once uh, week one rolls around that he'll be uh, the number two guy on the depth chart. Yeah, I I do too, actually. I I was just going to say, I think Knighton could be up for some uh, all-conference freshman honors. Because um, if you look at Lashley's offense last season, um, he ha- I can't remember the exact numbers because I, I haven't looked at them since our first episode. Um, but I'm, I'm pretty sure the starting running back had like between 12 to 1400 yards so in the 1300 yards range and then the uh the backup had like 600 yards so yeah i mean lashley does a great job at uh prioritizing the the running game and you know a lot of people just think it's a it's a pass happy offense no it's a very very balanced offense and some may even say like it's a run first offense and so um yeah yeah. i I love nine I think that he could really do some damage this year, and I think he's going to be a superstar at Miami. Just the way he runs is uh, it's incredible. I love it. And, um, and yeah, the depth depth issues are, are are a little frightening right now at the running back position, and that's another thing that you have to uh, you know you got to make sure that you come out of spring football with every position you want to come out of spring football injury free. But I mean, running back especially just because I mean we already have one guy out and you you can't that would be awful to head into spring or to summer at least with uh with another guy out and so the running back position I, I think there's a lot of potential there and um 
So it's a lot different than last year. You know, no DJ and no Lorenzo Lingard, but I think honestly that we are going to be even better at the running back position. But that's just me. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you, man. I, uh, sorry, one second. I'm sending a text. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I. I like our talent. I'm just worried about it staying healthy. And, and I was thinking, you know, having Derek Kings, um, like he'll probably go for 800 yards this year. Don't you think? I, oh, I mean, you imagine. Yeah. I, I was, I mean, off the top of my head, if I'm guessing, I bet King will be in the six to 800 yards. Harris will be in the eight to a thousand, 800 to a thousand. And Knighton will probably be in the like four hundreds. Um, I mean, maybe that's too much, uh, but I feel like I, I feel like we're going to be a really run happy team. SMU was was pretty balanced. They ran a little bit more than they passed, uh, but that was with a quarterback who wasn't very mobile um, and who was clearly a, a pocket passer. Whereas Derek King is, you know, passing is I don't I wouldn't say he's a bad passer, but it's it's not the strong point of his game. It's definitely his his elusiveness and his quickness that's that is what makes him so special. So, um, yeah, I, I mean that kind of just came to me. I, I think uh, I think Derek King will definitely be our second leading rusher, if not our first. Uh, yeah, I mean I, I don't think that's crazy to say at all. I mean there was a season where he rushed for seven almost seven hundred yards. Like I, we don't. Miami has had a lot of really talented running backs the last few years. You know, when you look at Mark Walton and uh, Travis Homer and uh, DJ Dallas, but like none of them, like didn't I don't think Walton did Walton get to a thousand yards when he was a Hurricane as a, for on the season. I'm not sure. He was really good here, though. I it's been unfortunate to to watch his NFL career unfold. Yeah, yeah, that that's another subject that yeah took a downturn this past week i was a huge mark walton fan when he was here in college he was so good and you know for a little bit he was on pace to finish his like number two in touchdowns or did he finish number two in rushing touchdowns i'm not sure i because i i um i missed 2016 when he kind of broke onto the scene i wasn't i wasn't around and so um but what I saw from him the first few games of 2017, like, I think that's something that people don't really talk about enough. Like, a lot of people talk like, um, you know, a lot of these what ifs and everything like that. You know, what if Mark Walton doesn't get injured against yeah. Florida State that year? And, like, how much better does our offense look? Because yeah. that dude was, he was good, man. I pulled he, up his numbers right here. So he was 209 carries. Uh, 1,117 yards and 14 touchdowns. Yeah. So, I mean, that is, that's a lot of stuff, dude. That's a, that's a lot of rushing yards for a college back. Yeah. Yeah. He, he was, uh, he was definitely good, man. And it, like you said, it, it kind of sucks to see where that's heading right now, but, um, you know, we wish him the best, but I, it, I, I think that we are going to see a lot more like, rushing production that we have not seen in a while just because Lashley's offense is really, really um, balanced. And um, and I think it, it, it comes down to if, uh, you know, obviously 
you know, the call, the play calling and, but I think it also depends on the offensive line. And I, I, uh, I think it's Cam, Knighton, and then Burns. I think all three are going to have a productive spring. And so I, I have no complaints about the running back position, maybe a little, a little depth issue, but at the end of the day, you know, you just got to kind of grind out with what you got. I'm with you. I like all of our dudes. I really do. I think we got a lot of dudes there. I, you know, Robert Burns played really well. I I was kind of a hater until I watched him last season. Well, and I, and I think that's just because, you know, we, we didn't see a lot of, I mean, we, we just, we we're not really, we weren't really familiar with him. Um, yeah. like last year was really the first time that we ever saw him. I mean, I remember Mike, because I would go on Mike's show every Sunday, and Mike would always talk about Robert Burns, Robert Burns, Robert Burns, and I'm like, who the hell is Robert Burns? Like, <laughs> I don't know who this guy is, and then he came out and played pretty well. And so, um, whether it's Knighton or Burns backing up Cam Harris, I think that um, I think both will do well. And so, yeah, no complaints about the running back position. All right, who is next? Let's let's go to the offensive line. Um, Get it out of the way. Oh yeah. Oh God, um, the old line, man. I let's make it quick. I don't want to talk about these guys. I, I, cause I mean, like, <laughs> what, what, what more? I mean, ugh, I'm just, just so disgusted of the way they played last year, and just they sucked. Um, I, yeah. Uh, but you know what? We got our boy Garen Justice. Um, supporter of the pro- program, um, maybe future friend of the program. We don't know. Um, but yeah, I love Garen Justice. I love uh, what he's bringing to the offensive line room so far. Um, I'm hearing just great things about, uh, you know, what those guys are doing in the offseason. I'm hearing great things about what he's doing on the recruiting road. And so um, I think there's potential. I mean, I think. Um, and I'm very vocal about this. I think the offensive line is going to look much, much better this year. And we asked Roman Kane about this, and he definitely agreed, you know, just because of the way um, of the Rhett Lashley's offense, you know, the ball gets out of the quarterback's hand quicker, you know, this up-tempo pace. You know, when you have these big defensive linemen that are just getting tired and tired because we're running 80 plays a game, you know, that's just going to make your offensive line look better to begin with, you know? Absolutely. I when we did our uh, what was it a few weeks ago we did like our biggest positions of concern yeah. and uh, I you know I I rank the O line is my least out of that group so I'm less worried about them than receivers and corners um, for those reasons exactly you know I it's been all good vibes and good news out from uh, about Garen Justice and what he's doing. You know, Rhett Lashley's tempo and, and the spacing and everything, it's going to be good. So I, I think we'll, you know, even with the same guys and the same play, just a different scheme, we probably would have been in like the 80s rather than what were we in, like the 120s. <laughs> so, I mean, if you do that and then a year of good coaching and them getting better, I mean, I talked about Zion was a true freshman, you know, he. I mean, he put on like 40 pounds in like three months and then had to go against, you know, uh, Florida, who had an incredible defensive line. So, yeah, I I mean, I'm not out on Zion. I was really frustrated with him last year. 
But uh, if you consider the journey that he had to starting at left tackle for us last season, um, I think it's fair to be pretty hopeful that he's quite a bit better this season. Well, and he definitely here, – here's the thing that a lot of idiots don't understand is that Zion improved a lot over the year, and as did the whole starting offensive line. Um, you know, the starting offensive line definitely took huge leaps, but we – we suffered like three injuries to the starting O-line, you know, at the end of the year. And so like by the end of the year, like we had guys out and, and things like that. So of course the offensive line is going to look worse than, um, you know, weeks prior. And so there's so many stupid people, Bruder Jordan, like, can I just like, like I try to like tell these people like, all right, like, you know, like they, if you watch the tape, like you can obviously see that they got better. Um, and then I think it was the FIU game or the Duke game where we just got got a few injuries. And so um, I will say in regards to the Zion thing, one thing that I read was um, Miami, they definitely feel like they rushed Zion last year, um, you know, from uh, an early enrollee to from 240 pounds to putting about 60 pounds on him and like starting him at left tackle. They definitely feel like they rushed his progression a little bit. And they said that, um, you know, they're not going to be doing the same with Jalen rivers and they're going to take it a little bit slower, let him grow. Um, and so that, I think that's a, that's a, that's something great. I, you know, you definitely don't want to rush a player like Jalen, who I think is going to be a huge part of Miami's offensive line for the next few years. And, uh, you know, you don't want to just, you don't want to ruin his confidence, man. Like, especially like guy like Zion, like he comes out week zero against the Gators. The dude himself, I think, gave up like six sacks. The guy just got destroyed, man. Like, I've never felt so bad for somebody. Like, it it sucked. It sucked to see because um, obviously Zion ended the year a lot better than he began, but um, you don't want to put Jalen out there and have him just get wrecked like Zion did. And so um, another point is that Navon Donaldson will be out for the, um, for spring. I hope maybe he's losing some, some weight. I, I'm still going to say, dude, is that I was going to make a joke that there maybe they're holding him out. So he doesn't have a stroke. Trying, trying yeah, man, I'm, I'm very, very worried about that because Rhett Lashley's offense is like a freaking. Like they're getting like a shot of B12 up their ass, like with this 80 plays a game. And um, yeah, Navon scares me. <laughs> he's a, he's a big boy, but um, so here, here's my starting five that I, for the uh, offensive line, I have Zion Nelson at left tackle. Uh-huh. I have uh, Osman Traore at left guard. He is, he came over from, um, I think it was Manhattan community college in Kansas or something like that. Uh, last year, um, we didn't see him last year, but according to Kelvin Harris and some other people who are close to the program, uh, Osman looked really good on the scout team and he is going to play a much bigger role this year. So I wouldn't be surprised to see him. I also think, um, John Campbell can make a, make a go at left guard. He played a little bit of right guard last year, uh, at center. I have Corey Gaynor, who I'm a big fan of. Uh, a lot of people uh, don't realize how s- steady Corey Gaynor was last year. Um, so I really like him. And then Ja'Kai Clark at right guard. He is the other. He was the other true freshman on the offensive line last year. And so um, I really, really like him. A lot of people remember his play of the year was against 
FSU when it was a screen to DJ Dallas and Ja'Kai Clark, like, ran, like, was blocking for DJ all the way, like, downfield, which was awesome to see. And so I think he's coming along really nicely. And then DJ Scaife at right tackle, he won, I think he won team offensive player of the year last year. Uh, DJ is just a, a reliable guy. You can put him at tackle. You could put him at guard. And so um, I really do think that uh, the offensive line is going to look a lot, a lot better. And I think a lot of that has to do with Garen Justice. I think he just injects this enthusiasm and confidence into the offensive line that um, maybe we didn't get last year with Butch Berry. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. And I actually have the same five starters. Um, I don't know a ton about Usman Traore, um, if that's how you say it. Just the stuff that you've told me. Um, you know, I, I, I think uh, we're not very deep. Um, a lot of the guys on the bench are guys that I am not excited if I saw their name in the starting lineup. <laughs> so, you know, maybe a guy that we haven't seen is, is what sounds good to the mind, I guess, you know, after last season being so terrible. Um, so awful. Yeah, I don't really want to see any of our bench guys as a starter. I mean, I'm not going to write them off. I'll give everyone a new shot because, you know, different scheme, different coach, all that stuff. You know, new season. Everyone can improve, but last year was really bad, dude. It was really bad. They so, sucked last year. Like, they were so awful. Like, yeah. And and it, it sucks because, like, it just pains me anytime I talk about the offensive line. I'm like, oh, God, like, I got to talk about these guys again. Yeah, I mean, if it's, like, week one and you see, like, Zelante Hillary starting or something, or, like, Kyleon Herbert. I'm so sick and tired of Zelante Hillary and some other offense. Who else am I sick of? Um, This is going to sound really bad. But, like, Kyleon Herbert and Zelante Hillary, like, I, like – you guys, like you guys could just miss me with those two. Like I've heard so much about those guys and I, they've just yet to prove me crap. And so yeah. maybe they'll surprise the hell out of me and, and make something happen, but I doubt it. Um, I, I and, hope so. And John Campbell for me is kind of the, the same way. Um, I'm, I'm really waiting for John Campbell to, I've heard his name just so much like do something like I, I, I'm so sick and tired of just hearing, oh, he's going to have a big year. Like, you know, you know he, he's due. He's due. And I'm yeah. like, shut the hell up. Just show yeah. me something. And so I think John Campbell is a, is a big name to watch. You know, maybe he can make some big leaps and, and take Navon's spot. But who knows, man? Yeah. I hope they do. You know, I, it's not that I – I mean, it's not that I dislike them as players. I just – hate how bad our offensive line was last season. So if we're going into week one and we see one of those names on the starting line, I, I'm not going to be very confident, honestly, <laughs> but, yeah. but I'm, I'm willing to give everyone a new shot for this season, you know, and, and just, uh, cause I mean, it will be a lot different, you know, the, the play style on the offensive line is going to be a lot different. So maybe there'll be some guys that struggled in the, you know, having to, to block someone for nine and a half seconds while Jaron Williams drops back and does play action and then throws <laughs> it to dirt. Uh, you know, so it's just different play style. So it, it really wouldn't surprise me if one of those dudes can, can just look like a completely new person this year. Yeah. And, and I, th- and I think that we're going to see a lot of that just because of, like I said, Rhett Lashley's offense. I mean, 
well, just like what Rose said, he does more with less. And so yeah. um, I think that we're going to see a very, very improved offensive line. I mean, it's not hard to do when you are third last in the country when it comes to giving up sacks. So, uh, you know, there, like I said, there's nowhere to go but up, especially with the offensive line. And so, um, yeah, I mean, let, let's uh, that's going to be a position group that I think everyone is going to be looking at because – this offense can go as far as the offensive line goes. Like, if yep. we are out there just doing what we're supposed to do, like, this can be a very, very effective offense. But, and, I mean, if, if we have another year like last year, like, yeah. I, I may be on suicide watch. And um, <laughs> I, I just can't – I can't watch that offensive line production like we saw last year because that was the worst I've ever seen. Yeah. So I am going to float this out there right now. Um, don't be surprised to hear horrible things out of spring ball from the offensive line because our defensive line is amazing and it's stacked, you know. So these dudes are going to get slaughtered in practice again. Um, last year we ended up getting slaughtered by everyone. Um, yeah. But, you know, like – like, let's not overreact when it comes out in the spring game. If there's like, you know, if there's like 26 sacks in the spring game, like, like let's not overreact too much because we have to remember that we have probably the two best pass rushers in the country on the same line. And then we got Jalen Phillips and then we got, you know, Jafari Harvey. So um, it's not going to be a good spring for those guys. I can tell you that right now. Yeah, I could just imagine us sitting in Traz Powell Stadium on Saturday during the spring game and just watching those guys get blown up. And I'm like, Oh God, then <laughs> yeah. again, like that, that means our defensive ends are doing good. So, um, yeah. I mean, they're, they're, I mean, this offensive line is going to go up against every single day. They're going to go up against one of the best defensive lines, um, in, in all of college football. So that, that hopefully that, uh, that helps them. And well, so, you know, uh, that like, if you have a competent coach and, and I'm, you know, all points, all signs point to Garen Justice being that. It would actually be good to practice against the uh, the number one pass rush in the country, because um, then he can, you know, he can make adjustments and see, you know, how to fix what and where. And you know, I I think it, if the coaches approach it right, this could be a really good thing. Them getting slaughtered in practice every week. <laughs> by oh, the absolutely. Line. I mean, that I mean that's how we viewed it last year though too. Um, I remember like one of the most clear memories I ever had at when I was covering the Canes practice. I uh, it was John Campbell at right tackle and Scott Patchen came off the edge faster than any other player I have ever seen in my entire life. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like this could be a very, very long year for our offensive line. And it ended up being like that. And so um, let's hope that let's just pray that. uh there's improvement there, but um, next we got the tight ends. Um, unfortunately, the best tight end in America, uh, Brevin Jordan, is out for spring football, which sucks. Um, but like we were, you know, we were talking about before the, or I can't remember if we were talking about before the spring or before the show or at the beginning of the show. But um, I, Brevin doesn't need like spring ball, like as as crazy like. He's he really is just that good, and I just don't want him to get injured. Um, I'm like it sucks that he's going to be out because you know we would like to see him during the spring game or um, clips of him. But 
just go get healthy, go get healed because we, we need you. We need you, Brevin. Like once September 5th comes around. Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't mind not seeing him at all. Um, you know, I, I, I really wouldn't mind if Derek King doesn't play a whole bunch either. We kind of touched on that. Just, especially with how good our pass rush is, how stupid would it be if, you know, like if uh, King got hurt on a, a drop back or something? Oh my gosh, it just it hurts me to think about. All uh, right, good show. See you next week. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, every week, man. Awful. That would be horrible. But yeah, so you know, let's uh, let's throw Tate Martell out there and let him. Uh, I mean, we all saw his moves against Louisiana Tech. You know, I, <laughs> I think there's going to be a lot of that in the spring game, dude. <laughs> I really do. Yeah, you never know. But uh, yeah, Brevin's out, and then but that's okay because Will Mallory is going to be that guy who steps up. I'm a huge Will Mallory fan. Um, I think that. Uh, he, last year was kind of disappointing for him, but he ended the year a lot better than he began once he got uh, more touches. And once Brevin went out and Mallory went in, um, he definitely looked oh, – I think it's just that he needs those reps, and um, he, he got those at the at the big, at the the big end of last year. And so I think Will's going to take a huge step this year. There's so many idiots. Like I said, there's so many idiots out there who are just, just writing him off just because he had a drop against Florida – and um, I think he's going to be a lot better in 2020. I think he's got these repetitions under his belt. And, um, you know, Lashley's offense loves the tight ends. Last year, I think his tight end had like 750 yards or something like that. And so I think our tight ends are going to ball this year. I think Brevin and Mallory are going to eat. So um, Mallory's there. I think Larry Ho- Larry Hodges, I tweeted out a few weeks ago that he is going to be a, a breakout player for me in the spring. Um I love what he was able to do in his very limited time last year, whether it was in pass catching or um, blocking. I think he showed a lot of promise. Um, Michael Irvin the second, a lot of people are high on him. He has really great hands. He's not as he's not as athletic as Brevin or Mallory or Larry Hodges, but um, you know he has hands, man. Um, I think he can make some plays. And then a, a Dominique Mamarelli, true freshman early enrollee, I heard is is doing great things on the mat drills and, um, you know, seven on sevens. So a tight end position is something that I don't stress about at all. Yeah. I, I like the idea of Will Mallory on paper. Um, I'm kind of in prove it mode, you know, I'm not writing him off, but I'm just kind of like, uh, you know, I fell for this last year kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, you know, I, I certainly believe he has the talent, it was probably just a mental thing, you know, with the the drop balls and all the all the mistakes. But he did finish the year a lot better. Um, so I, I'm confident, but I'm still cautious with Will Mallory. Um, you know, if if you came back in time and told me that uh, Larry Hodges beat him out for that number two spot by the end of the year, I wouldn't be shocked. Um, you know, I I believe that he's dominant in practice and stuff, but um, there's some type of disconnect. You know, it's probably a mental block or something that he just kind of struggles to do that in games. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping he can get over that because I love his ability. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be a big year for him. Um, 
I I really think that once Brevin leaves after this next year to go in the NFL, I think Mallory's going to step into that number one role, and I think he could be potentially a, a first or second round pick. I really, really do. Mm-hmm. Um, I I I you know I think him and like I said, I think him and Brevin are going to be great this year, but especially in the spring, I think Mallory's going to show a lot of people a lot of things, and um, let's hope that he carries it out. I think Hodge is going to do the same. I think Irvin can do some stuff too, and so I mean, there's not much to talk about when it comes to tight ends just because we're so we're so stacked and we're so deep loaded dude we are loaded absolutely we got you know if so take brevin jordan out of the picture i'd feel comfortable with our tight end room going into the season you know it might not be a strength but i'd feel just fine about it i'd you know i'd be like mallory's a solid number one hodges is a great number two and urban you know urban and mamorelli could surprise and you know what i mean yeah Absolutely. So we have that plus the best tight end in football. So yeah, he's so good, man. I love Brevin. Like he's he's so good. Like it. He's gonna be an NFL Hall of Famer, dude. He. I think he's the best. I think he will be the best tight end to come out of Miami. Um, and I know that's saying a lot, but I I've been so hyped on Brevin since the day he committed, and I think that we're gonna. Yeah, once the regular season hits, dude, I think we're going to see that guy just take off. And so, so, I mean, he was a he was a semifinal or he was a finalist for the Mackey Award last year. Um, so and he played only like half the season. So, uh, yeah, I, tight ends are great. And so finally, let's get to our favorite position, the wide receivers. Um, Everyone knows how we feel about the wide receivers. We're very. Yeah, I know you're nervous, right? Yeah, I'm pretty pessimistic, honestly. <laughs> um, you know, the ever since Jimmy Murphy was on the Orange Bowl boys and uh, kind of generated some hype for Jeremiah Payton, mm-hmm. um, I felt a little better. Because if, if you could promise me that Jeremiah Payton is like a really good rotation guy, if, you know, at the very worst – He's like a really solid rotation guy with the ceiling of being a starter. Then I'd feel good. I'd feel okay about the wide receivers. Um, yeah, it's if, um, if Peyton plays like a redshirt freshman, and you know he just kind of struggles to acclimate to the game, and um, then then we're in trouble. We're in a lot of trouble. You know, the wide receivers are a group that have probably more to prove more to prove this year than any other group on the Canes. Um, Cause there's just so much hype and so much quote unquote potential there. Yeah. Leading off is, is everyone's favorite receiver, Mark Pope, who I've heard just so much and so much about for every single day that he's been a Miami hurricane. And I, it's not that I don't like him. Um, I, I'm just, I'm just like at the, come on, bro. Like show it to me. Like, yeah, you're like, proof mode. I mean, he like some said that he was a five star recruit coming out of high school and one of the best, if not the best receiver in the 2018 class. The dude is talented. The I mean, he is he could be really good. Um, but he I think he is like of all the hurricanes, like individual players that have to prove something. He is at the top of the list. Like 
Yeah, for sure. That dude is like, I mean, everyone is is predicting him to be that guy this year. And so let's see. Um, you got my guy, D. Wiggins, who I think is going to have a really, really good season. I think he's going to lead the Canes in receiving, um, you know, receptions, receiving yards. He's a great downfield threat. You can get you can throw him the deep ball. And um, and people don't realize how fast D. Wiggins is. Yep. And that guy is is a burner, man. And so um, I think that Brett Lashley is going to use him really, really good, whether it's, um, you know, on a slant pattern or a, or a go route. But I think D. Wiggins, especially with his size, I think he is in for a really big year. Yeah, that's I mean, he's our guy, D. Wiggins, because I love him, too. I, you yeah. know, even on our first episode, I said, you know, could be a thousand yard season for him. I, I really do think if one of our guys is going to have a thousand yards, it's going to be D Wiggins. Um, I'd be surprised if, if he's not our leading receiver. I just think he has all the tools. He has size and speed and, you know, fairly reliable hands. Um, I'm with you. So, I mean, I have him penciled in as our number one guy. And then, uh, then I, I'm kind of leaning towards Peyton is our number two. Um, on the outside, you know, opposite of Wiggins, and then uh, Mike Carley starting in the slot. Uh, it could be, uh, it could be Pope, um, but you never know. I, I mean, it looks like Pope is working hard, and I appreciate it. Um, but who knows? He, he I really. Mean, yeah, but like, I mean, how? Like, yeah, like on video, he's r- doing work in the sand trap. But like, does that translate to? 700 800 yards on the field like i don't know i mean i'm not gonna say it so will, many, but so many oh my god this is my third time saying this but there's so many idiots out there who like and if re, like this past week like um i heard some educated people about the canes talk about how um d wiggins is like their guy Mark Pope's my guy. And I'm like, well, explain this to me. Why do you think Mark Pope, like, why is Mark Pope your guy? Why do you think he's going to like, you know, this is his third year at Miami. What makes you think that he is going to ball out this year? Because like, and then the response is like, oh, he was just so good in high school. And like, um, I, he's just a Miami guy, you know? And I'm like, really? That's your, that's your reasoning? Like, or that he's work. I know that he's working hard this year, but like, my God, like, yeah. I, like I'm, people are just so stupid with the way they explain things and like their reasoning. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I really like Jeremiah Payton, especially, you know, what Jimmy Murphy said about him. Um, I, I think he, that he's one of those guys that needs to translate it from the practice field to the game. Cause yeah. for some reason, I don't know, we'll never know why, but we didn't see him last year um, like in the games. And so, but I think he can like be a, an Amon Richards kind of guy. He has really good size for a wide receiver and great hands. So um, I, I think he could be a really good number two. I think a lot of people are sleeping on Mike Harley as well. Um, I think Mike Harley was like our second or second leading receiver last year. He almost had 500 yards. He really stepped it up at the at the end of last year, especially the Louisville game. He had six catches, 116 yards, and two touchdowns. I, I really like Mike Harley because of his speed. Um, I mean, you get him, you get him max matched up against someone good and, um, you know, get him a good slant and he, he could go the distance, man. Like he catches it, he puts on those burners and, um, I, you know, I think a lot of people are sleeping on Mike Harley. 
I'm excited for him too. I, um, I, I distinguished Peyton as being on the outside as opposed to number two. You know, I mean, in terms of the Madden depth chart, you know, that's how I think of it, right? Uh, Harley would be three because he's playing in the slot. But, uh, you know, it really wouldn't surprise me if Harley was our second leading receiver again. I, You know, I'm hopeful. Um, I'm kind of in prove-it mode with him still. Kind of, I mean, really everyone on the wide receivers besides Wiggins, just because I, I think I've seen enough to, to know that he's going to be fine. I hope he doesn't disappoint. But, uh, you know, Harley was just so highly rated and kind of like Pope. You know, everyone was like, oh, it's Harley, 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 you know. And then last year was the first time he did anything. And uh, he did play well. So I'm excited to see him. I hope he can keep it going. Um, but I'm not really expecting him to take a leap, if that makes sense. I, I think my expectations for him is kind of just repeat last season. Yeah. Um, but I'd be fine with that. Uh, especially if Peyton plays really well. I mean, Harley is just going to be a reliable source that can, you know, he, he'll make those catches for you. He's also just a, a great leader on the football team. You know, he will speak his mind and he will get up in the in the team meeting and, and say what is, is on his mind. And so um, we got those guys. And then we have a bunch of t- talented true freshmen. Michael Redding is out for the spring. I think it's with a broken wrist. But, yeah, I mean, you got Xavier Estrepo. You have Keyshawn Smith. You have... Uh, Dazel and Worsham, you, you got some some really talented guys there, and I think that these true freshmen are is going to make some plays. I'm really high on Xavier uh, Restrepo. I interviewed him last year. He's been one of my favorite recruits. Um, he he was one of my favorite guys in the 2020 class. I, I love the attitude that he brings. He's a he's a competitor, and I and I really like Daz, and and I really love Keyshawn Smith out of San Diego, and so. Um, you I know, I mentioned. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, you go, you go. Well, I was, I was going to mention Smith is a possible contributor because watching his high school tape, he just bullies kids. Um, like, like he was so physically dominant in high school that I'm thinking he might be ready. Uh, you know, to contribute right away. Um, I, I doubt he'll be able to bully. You know, D1 guys, but um, I'm thinking that he'll at least be physical enough already. Uh, you know, he has pretty good height and speed and, and I, I mean, it, it really wouldn't surprise me. I Restrepo, I think will get some burn at, at slot, um, unless Mark Pope is having a great year and Harley's playing well too. Um, so it wouldn't su- surprise me to see Restrepo get some burn, but I think it's him or Smith are, are the guys that are going to contribute as freshmen. And I think the biggest thing is that, um, you know, these older guys better be careful because these young guys are, are coming for that, coming for that starting spot. Um, I like the attitude too. Like, yeah, I, I, I believe Manny when he said that this class is a little different. I mean, you know, maybe, maybe he's just being a politician when he says that, but it, it does kind of feel like this is a, a group of kids that, that are kind of cut from a different cloth in in terms of what we've had in the past and it just seems like they're just so sick and tired of seeing what they've seen the past few years and so um i mean i've heard a lot lot of hype about them this offseason that they're just working their tail off and so i'm 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 i don't know how much we'll see of them um, you know, their freshman year, but I think that this is a very, very special group. And especially once Michael Redding comes back from, from injury, 
because I think he's going to just be a dog for the Canes. And so um, I, I think this is a very, very – I think the, the future at wide receiver for Miami is very, very bright. And so, um, I, yeah, wide receivers, there's a lot there's a lot there to work with, but um, it's up to them to take that next step. And so do you have anything else on the wide receivers, bro? No, I think we covered everything. I just – like you said, you know, I'm just going to echo it. It's – there's uh, there's some talent for the future, but this year is a pretty big concern, kind of like uh, running back, you know. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And so, I mean, that's our, that's our preview for uh, for offense. Um, one other thing that I wanted to mention. Um, so apparently yesterday, I believe it was, or on Friday, Manny took the team to Hard Rock, and they were doing mat drills and running around while the the highlights of the Virginia Tech loss were playing or was playing kind of like what they did last year with how they showed the home Duke loss. And so a lot of people are freaking out at this and saying, Oh, it's awesome. It's awesome. It's awesome. It is. I mean, when you're at Miami, you always have to protect that home turf. And, you know, we used to have, I mean, we're a program that, uh, that boasts the longest home win streak in NCAA history, man. We once won 58 games straight at the OB. And so protecting hard rock stadium is, is very important for the hurricanes and it should be, you know, losing at home should never be acceptable or accepted. And so, and, and we've seen that when we get winning, man, like hard rock turns into perhaps the loudest, one of the loudest venues in of all of college football. And so I, I think that we should no excuses. We should go undefeated at hard rock stadium this year. So I think that's important for Manny to do. Could I, can I be a grumpy old man for a minute? Please. I love it. I do not give a crap about that, dude. About Manny <laughs> taking the the team there. Guess what, dude? We freaking lost to Duke again. Like yeah. we did that, and everyone was hyped, and then we lost to Duke again this year. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't care. And last year was a disaster. So, anything that he tried last season that was like impressive like that, it's not gonna impress me. I'm not saying it won't work. But I'm just saying I'm not impressed by it. If he does the dummy thing again and has the wrestling night, I'm not impressed by it. <laughs> if he not, I'm not impressed by it. If that he man's up not in... a tackling dummy. <laughs> <laughs> right? If You're he shows up in the Florida like State. It was WWE. Like, what the hell are you doing, Manny? I know, man. And, you know, I was hyped about it when it happened. But I, I'm not going to be impressed by any of that. So... Dude, I'm. I mean, honestly, I I do not give a a crap to to put it nicely. I don't give a crap to him taking the team there. I just yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. Like he 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 did it last year, and then we came out. We lost even more home games. We lost to freaking Va Tech and Georgia Tech. Like yeah, and we lost to Duke again. Yeah. You know, I I know it's more for the home field advantage, but how could the players watch the Duke game? Like that, and then not get up when they actually played the same school. I know, man. I and know. Duke was even good. They didn't. I mean, last year at least they had Daniel Jones, you know, who's now starting for the New York Giants. They didn't. They didn't have the quarterback of the New York Giants for him this season. No, no, they didn't. Like they won like four games or something like that. So, no, I mean you, uh, you're hitting it right on the head, man. Yeah, you're you're sounding like Marsh. Get the rants out, man. Let's get nuts. but no i mean you're right i mean all this stuff like 
just like make it worth it. Like yeah. if you're going to make such a big deal about going to hard rock stadium in the off season and quote unquote, protecting the home turf, like actually protect the home turf. Like yeah. you shouldn't be losing at home, bro. Like yeah. we come out this season with three straight. Uh, yeah, I think it's three straight. Yeah. Three straight home games. Like yeah. win them all, then come back, beat North Carolina, beat, uh, whoever like beat Duke at home. Like, yeah. You better not beat FSU. Like, you better as hell not lose a game at Hard Rock. Like, we saw how big of an advantage Hard Rock was, like, in 2017. Like, yeah. it was huge. Yeah. Hey, you went to a home game last year, right? Yeah, I went to the Virginia Tech game. And what happened to that game, Marsh? Uh, yeah, see? That sucked. Like, I, have, I was so <laughs> – I was so pissed off, like – down 28-0. I'm like, did I really just fly across the country for this hunk of crap? Yeah. Like, they suck. But you got the you got the Jaron Williams special, man. Oh my the three interceptions in the first quarter. Where's he going? I I saw a rumor that he was gonna rejoin or at least try to rejoin the team, but there's Shut no up. way, dude. No way. Shut up. Yeah, I mean what? It was it was just some random thing, so I I don't want to report that as news because it's not. I'm just saying I saw that on the timeline. You guys know how Twitter is, but does any like I I'd have to think that he ends up playing for Salt Lake Community College before he ends up on the Hurricanes again. There's no way in hell. Like, why would he ever be allowed back on the? I am so against letting players in the portal back on the team. I don't think Cleveland yeah. Reed should have been back on the team. I don't think Brian Hightower should be back on the team. Like. If you're in the portal, go. Like, yeah. Like you're like, it, get yeah. away from Miami. Like, it's pretty, like. Team. And you know, I understand they're making a business decision, and that's fine. You know, I, most of the time, I really, rarely, rarely crap on kids for transferring. But if you decide to leave the team, then you need to leave the team. Yeah. If it was the right decision then, it's it's the right decision now. Like. Yeah. Like. So, like, and, and and we've talked so much. Let's kind of so down on Jaron. Um, I, I just think that him rejoining the team would be the worst possible thing. Like, <laughs> it, it's obviously like there's a lot of problems there, and so no, if he rejoins the team, I will be absolutely livid. I will be pissed. Yeah, I would be too, man. I there's no way there. I mean, that had to be <laughs> that had to be fake. It has to be false, bro. But, I mean, he's going to end up playing D2 ball. Because, I mean, don't you think someone would have picked him up by now? Spring practices are starting, and he's not on a team. I, you'd assume. You'd assume. And here, um, another transfer portal thing. This happened uh, earlier today. Um, possible, you know, maybe for the Canes. Scooby Carter from Alabama. He's a defensive back. Yeah. Uh, he officially entered the transfer portal. So, maybe Miami goes after him. Um, just a thought, just a thought, but, um, no, I, I would be so, so pissed if Jaron came back to Miami. I'd be, I would be so mad. I, I bet he's going to play junior college somewhere cause he has to sit out a year anyways. Unless he goes to like a, a D one double a, right? Yeah. Yeah. So he has to go down a division, um, if he wants to play this season. And I really bet that's what he does because if you're not, I mean, you can't go to a blue chip program and miss spring ball, don't you think? I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but 
I I just don't think any SEC or Big 12 team would, you know, would wait this long to take a QB. Um, Especially if they were really interested in him, you know. I mean, we jumped at Derek King the first chance we got. It's not like we were sitting back like, oh, we'll see what happens with him, you know. Um, So I, I bet he goes down a division, plays a year, and then he'll he'll show up somewhere. Yeah, it's a uh, it's just a sucky situation for him, man. I mean, well, it, it, that article coming out about that whole party culture, like. That was definitely like the worst thing that could have happened. So, um, I mean, it was much worse than the article of where they quoted him saying, I went through the motions and we lost FIU. Oh, you know, so I mean, it's not like that was a lot worse than, (laughs) you know, yeah, you you can't mail in a game and then lose. Like, I get it if you mail it in and we still win 48 to zero, you know what I mean? Uh huh. But you can't be like, oh, yeah, I mailed it in. And then we have our worst loss in program history. That yeah. just doesn't fly, dude. That, that's not how that works. Yeah, that uh, – that that you just don't say that kind of stuff to the media. Like, are you an idiot? Yeah. Are you stupid? But, um, yeah, man, I'm, I'm excited for spring ball to start. Um, you know, I, I'm excited to get back on the pod in a few days and hopefully talk to someone who – has been at spring practice. Um, hopefully the energy is high in Coral Gables, and yeah. I, I'm excited, man. It's it's here. It's starting. Like, let's put the pads on. Let's start hitting. Yep. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm excited with you, man. It's I mean we're only we're only like 40 days away from the spring game now, so yeah. So uh, fun, dude, I'm dude, I'm pumped for South Florida, bro. You're gonna hit up some good Cuban food. Do you like Cuban food? Of course, bro. Like, come on. Like, I, I grew up on that crap, dude. Like, all right, man. Well, yeah. We'll have to, we'll have to talk to our, our friends. My dad will have to give us some places, but um, we'll we'll take care of you, man. We'll take care of you. Yeah, I'm pumped. I'm pumped for the warm weather, chilling by the pool. You know. Oh, dude, are do you plan on going to campus? Have you ever been on campus? I'm well. I, I know you've been on, but do you plan on going to campus while we're there? Um. I, I, I haven't, I haven't thought about it. Um, just because like, you never know with that South Florida traffic. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I remember one time this past summer, it, I, it took me, I mean, Hollywood is probably, re- I mean, it's, it's like, it's not even 20 miles to Coral Gables, but it took me an hour and a half to oh. get there one day, one morning. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's definitely fun to see. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, just kind of depends. Uh, maybe hit up one of the. I know there's a baseball game. There's a baseball game. Uh, they're playing North Carolina that weekend, so maybe we hit up a baseball game and go see our boy Laz and and some other guys. And so, um, yeah, I mean, there. It's hard because I mean, I know you're only going for three days. It's hard to see South Florida in three days. <laughs> I feel. I I figured this trip I'd mostly make it about the school. You know, just. I, dude, I need to see campus, I, and that's fine if if uh, I you know do that solo. But it's like that's my religious pilgrimage, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're 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 like the the pioneer Mormon. It's like like this is the place. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go like bow down and say a prayer to the U statue on campus. <laughs> yeah. Light a candle and put it on there, you know. I'll do something at the altar. 
Yeah, this, this is a big deal for me, man. No, dude, I'm excited for you, man. Uh, I, I love South Florida, and especially uh, just a lot of great places to go eat. Um, you know, you got you got your nightlife if you want to get crazy. Um, it's just a lot of a lot of good places, bro. Like Hollywood Beach is is awesome. I love Hollywood Beach. Um, yeah, it's just uh, good vibes, good times, and uh, yeah, I think you're really gonna I think you're gonna love it, bro. I got a feeling that mine and your nightlife on this trip will be uh, drinking Mountain Dew and eating candy and just yelling about whatever's going on with the program, you know? <laughs> like you said, we're going to get nuts, dude. It's going to yeah. be a wild weekend of just yelling all night about whatever. Yeah, may, may have to uh, to take you back into my woods of downtown Fort Lauderdale and, and uh, show you what South Florida is really about. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's going to be a great trip. Um I'm, I'm, I, I always love going back home. Um, you know, got my, our best friends are still there. And so it's going to be, uh, going to be good times, bro. So, um, I, I'm sure that, the our, our anticipation is just going to grow, um, as time gets closer. Yep. So. Yeah. And, uh, hopefully things work out with the live broadcast. Cause if it works out, it's going to be pretty dope. So we're, we're going to have to, uh, I'm anxious to to be able to announce it, you know, but yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you got anything else for today's episode, man? Nah, man. I think we're all good. Good deal. Good deal. Well, so, uh, for Jordan, this is Marsh signing off. Thank you again for the support. Um, let us know if, if you'd be interested in us doing a live show, cause it's obviously something that we're talking about and, um, we're trying to get a location set up. And so, um, Till next time, guys. Go Canes. Go Canes. This has been the Forza Podcast.